Welcome to the Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Before we get into today's topic, a quick mention to today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to the website at FTA.com to learn more about the instructor coverage they offer in pricing. Look for a special 10% discount for switching your instructor insurance over to them by entering FTP10. That's the letters FTP and the number 10. I use their insurance and think you will too after you check them out. This episode is also brought to you by the ConcealedCarry.com Firearm Instructor Network. ConcealedCarry.com is always looking for quality firearm instructors across the country to join their network. As a network instructor, you can take advantage of ConcealedCarry.com's advertising platform to fill your classes. Visit class.concealedcarry.com and click on instructors to learn more and see if it would be a good fit for you. Again, visit class.concealedcarry.com. Today, we'll be discussing National Training Teacher Day with Clint Macro. Clint Macro is the founder of Trigger Pressers Union, a national trainer and educator teaching curriculum from various national organizations, the NRA, United States Concealed Carry Association, and contributed to the Personal Defense Network. He is also the co-administrator of National Train and Teacher Day. Welcome, Clint. How are things going for you? Oh, great, great. And thanks for having me on the show. No problem. I think you've got a very important topic that our instructors can get get around and really help out and also uh, reach some of the very important people in the United States that are really impacting the youth of, of America. Explain to us what is National Train and Teacher Day because some of our audience probably doesn't have a clue about what I'm talking about. And this being the second year, hopefully we'll get the word out and get more people involved with it. Well, absolutely. National Train and Teacher Day uh, was thought up. It was the brainchild of uh, my, my co-administrator, uh, Grant Gallagher, who's also a training counselor and instructor out in New Jersey. And Grant and I had worked together at NRA headquarters. Uh, he, he was running through the uh, practical pistol coach program that I was uh, co-teaching down there uh, at the uh, at NRA headquarters. And anyhow, you know, we've had all these, these horrible mass murders that have taken place in schools and gun-free zones. And it was right after Parkland. And I got a phone call late at night and, you know, we're watching the news, my wife and I, and, and sure enough, it's Grant. And Grant says, Clint, we got to do something. And, you know, everyone says, oh, we got to do something, do something. I said, well, what do you want to do, man? And he said, well, let's, let's offer some tr free training to teachers because they could use the education, you know, whether it be guns or medical training, what have you. And I said, well, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I already do that now. And I said, so do you, right? He says, yeah, most people do. He says, but we need to do it as a unified front, as a, as a professional instructors across the country coming together and offering training on a, on a day. He says, let's do a, oh, I don't know, a national train of teacher day. I said, that sounds like a great idea. And that's where it started. So I kind of took that ball and ran with it. And within, I want to say within 36 hours, I had the website built and I had the domain name paid for and, and we started coming up with uh, logos and things like that. And I started reaching out to some of my fellow instructors across the country and, and we came up with the idea. And, and the first year we did it last year, it was, we held it in May and it was very, very grassroots. Uh, we actually, Grant and I had decided at that time that we didn't want to get any of the national training organizations involved. We wanted it to just be 
the instructors, not necessarily these organizations involved. And we wanted to see how far we could take it. And it was a lot of social media, a lot of making phone calls, sending emails. And it grew to a point where we had over 150 instructors across the country, including Alaska, which was pretty cool. That is Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think we were in 34 states. I don't have that data in front of me right now, but it, uh, it was just shy of between 34 and 40. It was just shy of 40. And we offered training to uh, teachers and school staff and administrators across the country. And it's really all about empowering those, those teachers, those folks that are, that are charged with the safety and education of our, of our children. And really, it's, it's not about firearms necessarily, although it could be about firearms. You know, the, the gun is not the answer for everybody. But any type of education can go towards empowering our, our teachers, school staff, and administrators any education, you know, whether it be just gun safe handling, you know, like a, for instance, like an NRA home firearm safety course, just knowing how to take a gun and and make it safe, you know, knowing how it operates, knowing how to unload it. Um, Maybe it's medical training, stop the bleed classes. A lot of our instructors or the volunteers from last year taught stop the bleed style of courses. Uh, you know, how to use, use tourniquets and, and compression bandages, things like that, keeping the red stuff inside the body. Quick question for you, but um, who all qualifies for National Training Teacher Day when it comes to, you know, participants? Do they have to ha- show you ID or how do people qualify for oh, this? That's a good question. You know, we, we've had a lot of well-intended people get in contact with us, but just to maintain some type of standard, uh, we're requiring that everyone have certifications through a national training organization. And the vast majority of the folks that get involved uh, have certifications through the NRA or through the United States Concealed Carry Association or ICE training. A few of our uh, volunteers last year were ICE guys. Um, And basically, when they sign up, they'll do so through the website, nationaltrainateacherday.com, when they sign up to volunteer. And they'll send in this, they fill out this form and send me a little paragraph on, on what they're about and what type of training they normally offer. And I vet them. Uh, Grant and I, what we do is we just check their, their training number. We get their number, their instructor number for USCCA or for NRA, and we verify that it's current and um, the, teach, the classes that they teach, that they have the certification to teach those classes. You know, we get some folks that, as I said, do, we had a couple that did home firearm safety, had some that did just NRA basic pistol. Uh, we had quite a few people teach the concealed carry home defense fundamentals from the USCCA and uh, the, the, uh, uh, countering the mass shooter threat seminar uh, or presentation. Uh, but we just want to check. That's how we check it. Make sure that they have those credentials. And about, uh, about when it comes to the teachers and administrators, uh, do you put any requirements on them? Uh, actually, no. I mean, they, they have to, we, we've been just kind of doing, uh, trusting their integrity that they're a teacher. I, I suppose we haven't actually had them like show credentials. Uh, we also include school staff and administrators. Any adult that works in a school, Uh, The lunch lady, I'd love to have her take one of my classes too, because she might be the difference between life and death. If ever there's a crazed uh, mass murderer or a Sunday school school. teacher, you know, somebody, somebody like that who only does it on the weekends. Sure. I would have no issues with that. Uh, Again, you know, these are the folks that are charged with the safety and education of our children. And I think they deserve to have the opportunity to be empowered by this type of knowledge. Yeah. I think one of the things from which you described to me, if 
if I was a teacher and took a course last year through the National Training Teacher Day, I could literally go along and find a different course this year that would be teaching me something different. Maybe I, I took that home, home fire and safety course last year, and I feel comfortable with that. And this year, I could come back and take the Stop the Bleed program or the Countering Mass Shooting program and expand my knowledge there. So it's not a one and done. It's a one and many. You could either retake the same course or could go along and take additional courses, expand your knowledge, as what, depending upon what's available around you. Oh, absolutely. And, and some of our volunteer instructors were offering multiple classes. Uh, I had booked a refuse to be a victim seminar in the morning and then a count, countering the mass shooter threat presentation in the afternoon. Uh, that was my original schedule. And, you know, there were some folks who teach uh, like one of my instructors down in or one of my uh, I had certified him through a couple organizations. I was referred to him as my instructor, but uh, he was teaching um, uh, Krav Maga classes. Uh, that's that's part of what he offers, uh, and so you know that was that was an unarmed type of of uh, defensive class, and you know some states where teachers are actually allowed to carry a firearm, then there were plenty of people taking full on concealed carry classes. Uh, some folks in states where they couldn't carry the firearm, they would still take the concealed carry classes so that they had some knowledge going in or coming out of it, so that. Uh, well, I kind of look at it this way. What better advocate for change as far as policy and procedure with the school than in, an empowered and educated educator who can go to the school board and say, well, no, actually, you're wrong when you make that statement because this is actually what we're looking at. You know, like a lot of times the misconception is that teachers would be roaming the halls looking for bad guys. Well, no, of course, you know, in, in any defensive training, we talk about avoidance we talk about barricading ourselves in a safer area. So if a teacher were to barricade their class into their classroom and then guard the door, that's, that's what we would be looking for, you know, that type of uh, response. Well, that's, that's a lot good information. And I think it really kind of helps people get involved. Um, how do people find out where these classes are? Well, if they go on to nationaltrainateacherday.com, that's nationaltrainateacherday.com. Um, Volunteer instructors can volunteer their time and teachers and school staff and admin can try to connect with uh, an instructor nearby them. And we've grown quite a bit this year. Uh, the United States Concealed Carry Association has, has become an official sponsor. So has Taser Corporation. And we have uh, more of their instructors teaching their curriculum this year. And so uh, our, our sphere of influence is growing. If you go onto the website, you can see all of the all of the uh, in volunteer instructors listed, and I have a little map next to their name so you can kind of see where they are uh, in regards to their state. They're listed in alphabetical order by state. And if you don't have anyone in your neighborhood, and I'm talking to the teachers, school staff, and, and admin right now that are listening, if you don't have an instructor nearby you, then check again because people sign up all the time. I'm, I'm sure by the time we're done recording this, I'll have one or two more people who have volunteered and I'll have to enter them onto the website. Yeah, I was really impressed how many have added just since last year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a, a really good uh, a good outpouring of, of support for the program. And if, if a teacher, school staff, or admin can't find someone, I we, you know, my information and Grant's information is Grant or uh, Grant Gallagher, the other co-administrator and contact us. We'll maybe find someone or try and roust up one of the national organizations to point us in the direction of some other instructors that maybe we could, we could recruit and have them offer this training to you. Mm -hmm. Now the training that the instructors will be offering, do they have to train, you know, if they get 50 people come to a class, do they, 
are they required to train 50 people or, or do you, do you let them choose what and how they teach? Well, it's, we, we all recommend that everyone teach a standardized curriculum. Uh, so of course they would have to adhere to the poly, policies and procedures of the, of the, uh, parent organization with, you know, in regards to student to instructor ratios and things like that. Um, you know, the classes I did were actually had a smaller group. Uh, there was uh, some of uh, our volunteers in Virginia specifically had tons of people and they were able to pull some other volunteer instructors to come help out. Uh, so uh, we kind of play that one by ear. It's been interesting. You know, this is only the second year, so we don't have a ton of data to draw from. But some states, they were hugely attended. People wanted wanted firearms training classes. In other states, the firearms classes were very uh, under-attended, but the first aid courses were really booked out. So um, we have a, a little bit better way to track it this year with our after-action reports so we can start to uh, compile that data to make better choices. Uh, last year, we held it in May, and it was at the end of May. So one of the, uh, one of the, some of the feedback we got that was that it was close to, say, uh, finals and things like that. So a, a lot of the people that did participate had voiced the thought that if we held it in the summer, we would get more people because they had friends and colleagues that were interested, but couldn't quite make it because of scheduling and whatnot. So this year we're decided, we decided to try it. We're doing it in July. So it's July 20th uh, this year, which is a Saturday. And uh, we'll see if that really makes a difference. And, and we figured, well, for year three, if we, if we don't see a significant bump on the numbers this year, then we'll try it in the dead of winter and uh, give it a try that way. But, you know, as, as with any program, you, you try different things to see, see if you can improve it each year and, and, and allow it to evolve. Definitely. And I think one thing that comes to my mind when we're talking about getting out there and getting, reaching a whole new demographic of people that maybe haven't come through our courses before, that it's a great way to become community involved and get your name out there uh, when it comes to dealing with teachers. And of course, teachers have spouses, teachers have family. And we, we talk about marketing on this program. How do you market your courses? And this seems like a really good way of working with a national program, National Training Teacher Day, and be able to go along and leverage your experience and get that community involvement to really raise your profile out there to where people say, well, if I'm going to go to some place, I'm going to go to a person that's already donated time to my school to help those administrators and teachers who are teaching our kids. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and since I've been doing this, I'll say professionally, meaning like making a living at it, uh, I've I mean, we all, we all give back to the community. We always put on a, a free class for youth or a free class at a church or, or, you know, I've, I've done quite a bit with, with uh, first responders, EMS, that type of thing. But we do that because we want to give back to the community, but that also can be beneficial from a marketing standpoint that people recognize that you're devoting your time and giving your time. And what I say to a lot of my instructors that I train for, you know, various organizations is, that's the best money you could spend on goodwill and advertising, you know, because you actually get an opportunity to give back to the community. But also while you're doing that, you're building a relationship with, with future students. You know, they, they get a chance to, to uh, check out your teaching style. They get a chance to see what you're about, to see the, the level of quality and passion that you bring to your programs. And they're, you've built that relationship. So you're, you kind of sell yourself. And, you know, when you look at something like National Train a Teacher Day or, or any other community give back that you do, okay, so you invest 
one or two days is what is that worth to you what's the what 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 would you spend monetarily to to equal that amount of goodwill and advertising and so it's a win win all the way around in my opinion mhm yeah getting a uh billboard in the uh little league baseball park isn't cheap to get those produced or sponsoring the, the uh, girls basketball team and this is one of those things where you can get out there and they actually get to see you operate and get a really first-hand view on on who you are and, and it could be a really good positive way of doing things um you were before you were talking about uscca's and taser have gotten involved um and you're also saying that nra and ice instructors are involved um just to refresh everybody, you don't have to be involved with any one specific program. You just have to be willing to go along and volunteer on the National Train a Teacher uh, Day website and describe what courses you're going to have and have you, and be vetted by you. Correct? Yeah. Well, what we ask of our of our volunteers uh, first that you can produce some credentials that I can back up. Uh, that way, we level some kind of you know, or we we have some type of standard there. Uh, we also request that you do a standardized course, um, you know, instead of just making something up, you know, there, there's always discussions of instructors sometimes stepping outside of their wheelhouse. You know, like for instance, I, I would never teach personally a, a three-man tactical clear a school law enforcement class because that's just not anything I have any business teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to an individual arming themselves and defending themselves in, in a home or in a classroom environment. I'm a little more comfortable with that, but that plays in line with a lot of the curriculum that I teach. Uh, so we, we ask folks to kind of stay in their own, in their own lane, so to speak. But I think that's a good thing because even a very, what you may consider a very simple, basic class that isn't necessarily even defensive in nature is going to go towards empowering, uh, a teacher you know, demystifying the firearm, you know, people who have no experience with firearms come to uh, the table, so to speak, with inhibitions sometimes because they've been educated by the flashy TV box that has told them inaccurate or half-truth for a long time, inaccurate information or half-truth for a long time in regards to firearms. So, you know, a lot of times I'll get folks that are just, they want to overcome that fear and they want to know how, how, do, how do guns work? You know, what, if, if I, if they know how guns work and maybe they know like during a reload might be an excellent opportunity for three people to jump on top of a bad guy and stop them from doing very bad, evil things. And mm -hmm. they may not know that that's something that they can do until they understand how the firearm works. And so those type of, as I say, more basic classes have extreme value, I believe. And, and the trainers, or I'm sorry, the teachers and school staff and admin that have been doing their due diligence and recon, they look onto the website and they find out what these classes are about. And they're going to choose the class that they're comfortable taking. And we endorse that. You know, as, as I said earlier, that the gun is not for everybody, nor should it be. You know, that's, that's a, a choice and that's a lifestyle choice. And that's, that's a responsibility that uh, needs to be accepted and taken on. We, you know, Grant and I, and, and officially National Train a Teacher Day as an organization, if you want to call that, we we are not for a nationally sanctioned, government sanctioned armed teacher program. That's not what this is about. And so, you know, we want to make that very explicitly clear. But what we are for is empowering teachers, school staff, and admin with information and allowing teachers, school staff, and admin who choose to carry a firearm in their daily life 
allow them to do that at work. And that's, that's what we're looking for to change ultimately, uh, you know, as legislatively speaking or policy wise, just because you're a teacher shouldn't mean that you can't carry your gun at work and, and take on that responsibility that you would at the mall or at the park or at church, perhaps, you know, in those states where carrying in church is legal, you should still be able to do that at school. And I don't think that's really, uh, I think that comes down to just being allowed to exercise your rights, really. And so that's kind of the, the angle we've been looking at it from. But I think it's an, anger, uh, an angle of, of liberty more than anything. But if you're not that person and you don't want to take on that responsibility or if, or if you're not comfortable with that, then, man, learn how to put a bandage on. You know, learn how to throw rocks. Learn that you have the ability to fight back and you can do something other than cower in the corner and wait for someone to shoot you. Exactly. Exactly. Good, good information. Um, question that just popped to my mind and there might be the people, the instructors listening to this. If there's already one guy in my city that's already training, that's offering a class. Does that preclude me from signing up as being an instructor also for the oh, day? Ab- absolutely not. No, I mean, uh, we, we actually have quite a few people who, uh, are in the same town and they, they've been pulling resources where one might lead a morning class and one might lead an afternoon class, or maybe they pull resources together and, and they're both on the website soliciting, or I guess soliciting is not necessarily the right word, but they're, they're accepting submissions from teacher, school staff and admin, but they ultimately are going to work together on a class. Kind of look at it this way. If it's, if it's a small group, then two of them can do a small group. If the group gets bigger then they can work together. And that may help them with their student instructor ratio as well. Um, I've had other folks where, especially locally here in my, my neck of the woods, where, you know, we kind of coordinated, well, hey, you know, I see you're doing this, you're doing, let's, how about you offer this, I'll offer this, I'll, you offer that. And then that way we're offering more opportunities for school staff and admin, as opposed to like maybe three people teaching the same course. Yeah. Instead of competing, cooperating together because we're trying to make people more empowered and, you know, specifically school staff, uh, through this training. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I, I endorse that all the time. Anyhow, you know, you're a training counselor and you, you've certified quite a few people and, mm-hmm. and helped get them on their I was start. On the basis for this podcast was yeah. a training counselor. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you work together with another instructor, it ultimately is a positive thing, no matter how you slice it. I, I don't look at other people as my competition. You know, they're, they're there to do the same thing I want to do. I want to help empower and educate my fellow citizens so that they can be responsibly armed and well-regulated in the true sense of what that means with, with a tool of self-defense. And if we all believe in that same mission, we can work together. And I think when we cooperate with one another, you know, that bears fruit. And, and you know, maybe on this day or this week, you don't see, see a financial benefit to that. But I think long-term, that always is a, is a positive thing and leads to more opportunity. Great. Question for you. With the TASER and USCCA involvement, is there anything that the instructors get out of it from those organizations? Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, I just had a phone conversation with, uh, with uh, Destry and Steve at USCCA about, about an hour and a half ago. Wow, fresh yeah. off the press, is it? Press fresh is off the press. Yeah, now, USCCA is going to be sending out some information to all USCCA instructors my my plan for this year is the beginning of May, our publicity and promotion is going to be geared mostly towards getting instructors to volunteer. We're kind of promoting it on that end. 
But starting the beginning of May, we're going to shift the focus. I mean, we'll still obviously accept volunteers if they would like to uh, sign up, but we're going to shift the promotion towards the end users in May and really start pushing, you know, the, the program, talking about it, encouraging people to visit the website, to uh, sign up with a, with a volunteer. Uh, if they don't have a volunteer in their area to contact us to see if we can get someone in that area to administer some training on that day. But uh, what, what USCCA is going to bring to the table are two things. For the instructors, uh, you, if you're teaching a USCCA certified course, uh, this is also the same for TASER, although we haven't worked out TASER's uh, nuts and bolts details yet. But with USCCA, uh, if you're teaching one of their classes, which I think they're all fantastic and, and will work very well for, uh, for the school staff and admin, uh, you will submit a form, basically like the training counselors do. We're going to submit a course roster to USCCA, and we have to do that at, uh, at the very latest 10 days prior to National Train a Teacher Day. Uh, so you'll have to finalize your roster within 10 days, send it to uh, uh, instructor support, and then they will box up books and send them to you free of charge. So uh, they'll send uh, textbooks, and this is for all of the USCCA curriculum. So the first aid or emergency first aid fundamentals, concealed carry home defense fundamentals, uh, the women's program, uh, the countering the mass shooter threat. Uh, and also the DSF program. Uh, obviously, the DSF program, for those that teach it, know you have to submit that, that roster anyhow so the students will have access to the e-learning. And uh, that will be the same here, too. So if you're teaching a DSF for National Train a Teacher Day on July 20th, you send that in and all of the school staff, admin, and teachers that are participating will get the e-learning and their textbook free of charge. USCCA will just send that to them. and. Uh, they won't have to pay for that. Uh, and what we ask our instructors is to foot the bill. We want this to be free for them. So, uh, you know, this, this is all part of, of uh, committing to it. You know, I, I, I had to pay my range fees, but I did it so that these people could come take, take the class. So we, we really want you to make this training available for them for absolutely free. Um, and, and you know, I, would, I would venture to say if you approached the range and said, hey, I teach here once a month, 12 months out of the year, and this one day we're going to go along and have teachers there, part of the National Training Teacher Day, and show them the website and things like that, they probably get on board also. I mean, it's yeah, and, and, and that was the case with the vast majority of people that had to, had to uh, you know, pay for range time and stuff last year. I only knew of a few folks that, that actually had to foot the bill and, and take any money out of pocket on that. But I, I want everyone who, who volunteers to be prepared for that if that's necessary. We really want to get this training to these folks uh, free of charge on that day. And I tell you what, a lot of the people that did it uh, last year, they ended up, as we know, when people start to see the value of, of instruction and training, they start taking more classes. And you know, a lot of the folks that offered training on National Training Teacher Day last year ended up getting some some customers out of it. Some some students who came back and took more classes and ended up. Uh, some of them were continued to give free training, and other ones, uh, you know, the teachers ended up paying for classes. Uh, so you know, it can lead to future future things. But the bottom line is, as a unified front in professional instructors from across the country, we are doing something, and that is educating our fellow citizens. Knowledge I, is power. You've absolutely. And, and I truly believe, you know, when, when we're faced with, with crisis and we're faced with adversity as a country, the, historically speaking, 
the way we overcome that is by education and the exercise of our rights. And that's what we're trying to do here. So uh, we want to make sure that that's, that's a part of the message as well. Well, that's, this is a lot of good information, uh, Clint here and, uh, fresh off the presses there. Cause this podcast will be coming out probably end of April, beginning of, uh, May there. So it'll be, uh, very fresh for everybody to hear. Um, you'll probably get more emails from the USCCA about details, or if you sign up uh, with Clint details about, uh, how to go along, get, get those, uh, rosters in and such. If people wanted to find more out about you and your company, Clint, and the training that you're offering, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, my, my company, my organization, hopefully someday it'll be a membership organization is a trigger pressers union, uh, trigger pressers union headquarters is, is, uh, is my, my portion of it. Maybe someday there will be other locals that open up, uh, in different, different towns. Uh, but I'm a trigger pressers union, local number one here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you can find information on what I'm doing on triggerpressersunion.com. Uh, you can find information on National Train a Teacher Day on nationaltrainateacherday.com. And just so you guys know, because uh, I know the vast majority of folks listening to this are, are instructors and, and educators as well, if you sign up for National Train a Teacher Day, uh, I actually am the person that's administering the website. And uh, things have been reasonably busy here in the city of Pittsburgh. So sometimes I get a little behind on that. I think on the website, it says, I'll, I'll get back in touch with you within 72 hours. And I'm really trying to do that. But once I have you entered onto the website, I'll send you more information. There's a promotions packet that I, that I send out to folks. And the, the way the uh, contact form works, if a teacher signs up, you'll get an email that says that someone has contacted you through National Training Teacher Day. So I make sure all the instructors go back and check all their links, make sure everything's accurate and make sure that everything's working. So uh, give me a little bit of leeway uh, right now with uh, the, the extra things I've been doing in Pittsburgh, um, but we'll get you up onto the website as soon as, as soon as we get everything squared away. Do you want to go along and give uh, our listeners a little bit of heads up about the PDN tour that you're involved with also? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've got some dates coming up. I have two official. I thought you might have those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have them right here. just so happens. Uh, Fire away. Yeah, well, of course. Uh, well, I'll start, I'll start linearly. Um, there's a, a rally, Second Amendment rally in Harrisburg, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on May 6th. Uh, the weekend before that, I'm slated to be in Wisconsin to help with some training. I haven't got confirmation on that. So I, I might be in Wisconsin and then have to fly directly to Harrisburg. And if I do that, I'm going to need a ride from Harrisburg back to Pittsburgh. So any of my local guys that are out there might need to give me a lift. But uh, we're doing a rally, Second Amendment rally in Harrisburg on May 6th. And then May 7th, 8th, and 9th, I'm hosting Rob Pincus. He's going to be here in, in uh, New Kensington, Pennsylvania, which is, is where, the, where, uh, where I'm working out of. It's essentially Pittsburgh. We're, we're just a little uh, northeast of Pittsburgh. Uh, he'll be here doing an intuitive defensive shooting two-day and then an advanced pistol handling one day. That's uh, May 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, those are dates, Rob's dates on the Personal Defense Network Tour. Those are his Pennsylvania stops. Um, May 17th, 18th, and 19th is a USCCA expo and, and you're going to be out there, Rob, right? Yes. I plan to be there also. Are you broadcasting out there that weekend too? Uh, all those details haven't been worked out yet, but if nothing else, I will be there physically and we'll be promoting the podcast uh, cool. to other instructors. I see. Yeah. That's going to be a great time. And, and, uh, 
I'll have uh, Trigger Pressers Union will have a booth there. I'm doing uh, two seminars. I'll do one on Saturday and one on Sunday. And then I'm probably going to, I think I'm officially working for USCC that work that weekend. So I'll be bouncing around probably on the UTM range or maybe the live fire range. So you'll be able to catch me somewhere there. That's a lot of good stuff there. Oh yeah. It's going to be a great time. Uh, NMLRA, I'll be out at the NMLRA headquarters, National Muzzling Rifle Association headquarters on June 5th, 6th, and 7th. I'll be doing a, a, a certified muzzleloader instructor course there on their range, which is going to be pretty fantastic. I've trained there before, but I've never taught a class out there on their, their that facility is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. And then June, June 23rd and 24th here in uh, Pennsylvania, in New Kensington, I'll be doing a USCCA DSF level one instructor development course. I'll be uh, working here to uh, train instructors to uh, teach that particular curriculum, the DSF program, which is a really fantastic program. I, I know you teach it. You were one of the first instructors to get certified. Yes, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually had the honor of handing you your certificate. And now we're, we're like, uh, we're the poster children for it. USCCA has been using that. Yeah, we're, we are the poster children for that <laughs> on Facebook. I've seen that come up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, uh, uh, perhaps they could have got two folks that maybe looked a little more youthful. I don't know, but, but I, I'll take it. I, I enjoy it. And, it. and you and I were very happy on that day. And I, I think it translates. It's a great program and a wonderful organization. Mm -hmm. uh, June 29th and 30th are my PDN tour dates. I'm teaching uh, in, in uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts, uh, which is just outside of Boston. And uh, June 29th, I'm doing a USCCA DSF level one. And then June 30th, I'm doing a USCCA DSF level two. And those are part of the Personal Defense Network tour. Uh, for those that don't know, Personal Defense Network is a uh, subscription service online, uh, personaldefensenetwork.com. And on there, you can see lots and lots of great material content of developed by many different instructors. Chiefly, uh, Rob Pincus is the executive director there, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the programs are, are from him. But uh, they're all instructors that teach the counter-ambush methodology. Uh, I'm very honored to have uh, a video on there and quite a few articles. All my stuff's on the free side, so if you guys just go on there, you can look it up. Uh, if you want to join Personal Defense Network, uh, you can join using the code CLINT10, that's K-L-I-N-T-1-0, and you can get your first year premium membership for just 10 bucks. Oh, cool. Very cool. That about wraps things up today. If you enjoyed today's show, we have a few uh, important requests to make. First, visit our sponsor, Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having instructor insurance. And use the promo code FTP10. That's the letters F, T, and P, and the number 10. We also want, want to ask you to tell other instructors about this podcast. There's a lot of good information we heard today about National Training Teacher Day, and it would be good to have every instructor, firearm instructor in America, be part of this program eventually, and the only way they'll find out about it is more instructors talking about it and promoting this podcast. We also want you to uh, subscribe via iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcast application you use. We also would like you to go along, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. If you have any input, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry. 
the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Until next time, stay safe.